Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast today from Nashville, Tennessee, the music city. Martha, can you just hear the? It's like the music vibrates in the air here in Nashville, doesn't it? It does, but we need to go hear some music. We should. We Maybe should. we should. You know, it's so crazy. We do all this traveling. We go to all these different cities and people Great will be like, cities. did you go here? Did you go there? And we're like, no, we, you know, we're in a room doing radio interviews with all the wonderful people. But um, once in a while, we need to get out and check it out a little bit. But people can call in, Jim, and get a hold of us at our... Um, on our I Work For Him listener line, I want to just remind people that that's a great way for them to connect with us and um, let us know what's going on in their life. Maybe they have something to share. Maybe they just found us and they want to hear um, or we want they want to tell us what's going on in their life and how God is working in their workplace. Maybe share a testimony or two and... Um, our listener line's a great way to do that, 866-713-9675. And that's 866-713-WORK. We'd also love for you to connect with us online on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. We would love for you to consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. When you go out to our website, iworkforhim.com, a flag will pop up, and it says, Join the Nation. And what that is, it's not a club that you join. It's not, a, it's not something you pay for. It's a commitment that you make to be a change agent in your workplace by praying for those that you work alongside each and every day, looking for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires you to do, looking for ways to befriend people outside of the workplace where real, where real relationships can develop, all along looking for ways to pray with people when you notice you're having a down day. But of course, being a person of excellence in your position because every Christ follower should be the best, the most incredible employee in their position, in their workplace, whether they're the boss or they're somewhere down the totem pole, they should be the example of excellence because that's what God does in our lives. That's the I Work For Him Nation. Go out to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Hey, it's important to note that the following show is made possible through a synergistic partnership with C12 Music City. That's Dewey Green. Dewey Green. I don't know why Dewey. I have a hard time with that. Dewey Green. And maybe it just doesn't flow very well. We need to change that or something. Change his name? No. Dwayne. Dwayne Murray and Trent Messick, as these guys from C12MusicCity.com have provided a whole bunch of incredible interviews. We also want to thank Lipscomb University, Lipscomb, as they say it, Lipscomb University, Lipscomb.edu, for providing a place for us to do the broadcast, to do the recording, and to meet all these neat people. And they provided incredible, Dewey Green provided incredible barbecue uh, and for lunch today, just amazing. And of course, Alexandria, she provided Mountain Dew for me. That was fantastic. All right. So physical fitness, what does that have to do with the kingdom? And what does that have to do with corporate wealth? What does it have to do with anything? It just seems like, I don't know, it makes me feel guilty every time I think of being physically fit. Well, 
Dewey Green, you have thought that we needed to hear this story, and it has to do with physical fitness, but also the incredible story of Jesus in a young lady's life. Why don't you introduce our guest today, Dewey Green with C12MusicCity.com. Jim, thank you. We're joined this afternoon by Brandy Binkley, uh, who is the owner and operator of PhysioFit of Nashville. Um, my thrill for having her here, specifically for choosing her, is she is a woman deeply engaged in her business. She's fierce about her business, and there is no one in C12 who loves Jesus more than Brandy does. Wow, Brandy Binkley, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for that fantastic mm-hmm. intro, Dewey. I really appreciate it. Brandy, we you should old- have seen her face when you were talking about feeling guilty and all of that. With yeah, you're gonna have to work. The on. last exercise we got was in Minneapolis seven days ago, eight days ago, when we had to walk down the street for a mile. That was, I mean, other than that, it's been we've been on a road trip. We can so fix we're that in today. the car. Nope, it's raining. Can't do it now. You can do anything anywhere. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I bet we can. All right. So, Brandy, we always ask our guests this question to start off every show. It's as simple as this. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Oof. Um, That one gets me in the gut. Um, Well, I actually uh, had a staff person from Campus Crusade for Christ um, come to uh, my dorm room and knock on the door when I was in college freshman year. Um, And I had, you know, I'll use quote unquote loosely received Christ as a younger uh, person around the age of 15. Um, But to really understand a relationship with Jesus and and to know the Holy Spirit were very different things than going through the motions with church. And so um, she she came to my dorm room and uh, she said, hey, my name's Sandy and uh, I'm a staff person with the Campus Crusade for Christ and I know you're new on campus and I'd love to get to know you. And she set up a Bible study with me and a handful of other women, and she poured into us uh, once a week at least um, in a formal Bible study and then, uh, you know, in activities outside of that Bible study. And I had um, uh, brothers in Christ for, that her husband led and just a great community around me at, at, at the university. Um, and that's really where my relationship with Jesus truly started to develop strongly. So talk to us about, so you, you graduated from college? I did. And which college did you go to? Well, I graduated after a stint in the military. So, um, yeah, I ended up graduating actually from McNeese State University and then doing a distance learning for ba- or master's at LSU. Okay, so military. Well, mm-hmm. Talk to us about the military. How did the Lord suck you into the military? Well, um, it was through Campus Crusade also. Um, I had gone. I didn't on, know that they were recruiting for the military. No, <laughs> I know. Um, God just really moved in my heart. I had gone on a summer missions trip called Summer Project with Campus Crusade. And uh, it was the freshman year, my freshman year of college during the summer. Uh, so between freshman and sophomore year. And Wait, summer project, what, what is, I mean, that's where they like go. It's an eight week, um, it's an eight week missions trip that you, you can do stateside or you can do a stint overseas, but I did mine stateside and of all places, Newport beach, California. And, um, it was the first time I had come into contact, just being a Southern girl, you grow up knowing the name Jesus, whether you go to church or not, everybody's heard the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when I got out to California and um, met lots of people who had never even heard the name Jesus. And like now it still breaks my heart to think, oh my goodness, like I wouldn't have survived as a kid without knowing the name Jesus. I mean, God was there walking me through my childhood and then through college. And so anyway, um, I uh, came back from that missions trip and was really uh, bored, and I felt a really significant 
lack of, of significance. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I was really doing much in the world that made a difference. And um, I'd always been a big, big patriot and supporter of our military and loved what they did. And of course, I was a fan of Top Gun. So naturally, I gravitated towards the Navy. Um, but I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell a soul. And I went to see a recruiter. And um, he said, do you want to be the 25th female rescue swimmer? And I went, ever? And he said, ever. And I went, sign me up. And so three months later, I left. And I went home and told my Bible study girlfriends, and they all cried. And uh, we're just, you know, are you sure you want to do this? And I knew that God wanted me to share his love in the military. And so um, I went and um, made it through school. And I ended up getting injured, which was really um, hard. It was a really emotional um, time for me because I just had it in my head that God wanted me to go to the military to share his love, but also to be a rescue swimmer. And when those dreams were crashed by an injury, um, I got reassigned to an F-18 squadron. Um, but little did I know he would have me start a Bible study on that base and get to lead uh, three different women to Christ. So that was exactly why he led me there. He didn't lead me in to be a rescue swimmer. He led me in to work um, in an F-18 squadron to share the love of Jesus with other female soldiers. Wow. So I have to assume that you were already a swimmer. No. No. I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't. Um, The only... I had a friend in, um, in our brother Bible study who was a swimmer at Western Kentucky. And I remember saying to him, Matt, I have no idea what I'm doing. I can run. I can do push-ups and pull-ups. I can PT all day long, but the water is foreign to me. And so um, he said, do you know how to doggy paddle? And I said, yeah. And so he gave me a few tips. Um, but truly, the swimming uh, came along more while I was in school. I had a gunny sergeant who pulled me aside after class one day, and he looked at me and he said, you've never swam a day in your life, have you? And I said, other than doggy paddling, absolutely not. And he said, okay, stay after. And he helped me. He coached me up some so that I could pass my tests. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When we come back, the rest of the story as Brandy Binkley shares her story and where we get to the story of getphysiofit.com and her involvement with a guy named Dewey Green and the C12 group here in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we broadcast from Nashville, Tennessee at the university, which is called Lipscomb University. You can check it out online, lipscomb.edu forward slash business. The Center for Business as Mission, that's where we're at. Rob Touchstone and his team have made it possible for us to be here today. And it was really because... Dewey Green worked really hard in order to get us some incredible interviews. Dewey Green with C12MusicCity.com. Dewey, talk to me about why. Why are we talking to Brandy Binkley today? What was it about her story that you want to make sure our listeners get to hear? You, uh, she just said something that, that should not go unnoticed. This is a girl that didn't know how to swim. But she wanted to be there because she felt like God had, was going to place her there to be, to be a vessel and she's entered C12 as a fairly small business uh, and has been fierce at the table. There is nothing, nothing that she gives less than 100% at doing, um, both on the business side and also breathing God into the life of those she works for and those she cares for at PhysioVet. Mm. Brandy Binkley, as you were in the Navy, as you were <laughs> learning to go from doggy paddle to doing the breaststroke and doing all this other stuff, 
that was an interesting workplace to live out your faith. Not exactly a pro-Jesus kind of workplace, the Navy. No, but it makes it really easy to see where the pain is. What do you mean? Um, There's a lot of emptiness, you know, and you're surrounded by it. And I remember flying into my first command after my knee injury. So I, I was told that I wasn't going to be able to be a rescue swimmer and devastated. And I'm flying into uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'd never been there before. And I, I look out the window of the plane and I see a massive blanket of uh, darkness. But it was broad daylight outside. And you could just feel it. Spiritually, you could feel it. And I just remember thinking, okay, God, it's not about me being a rescue swimmer. This is so much more than about me being a rescue swimmer. So I'll plow. And that's what he sent me there to do. To plow. To plow. What do you mean? Show up. To just show up and uh, be obedient and listen. Um, to be the best soldier I could be. Uh, to be the best coworker. Uh, best teammate I could be. And I think through that, people see something different in you. Um, and that's Jesus. That's the work of Jesus. And I think that's something that's grossly underutilized and understood in the Christian faith is that we're called to work. Like we're, we're called to be a hundred percent all the time. And if Jesus could be a hundred percent on the cross, why can't I be a hundred percent when I don't have nails stuck through my hands? Like I can be a hundred percent for, for the kingdom. And, um, I feel like anything less than that is really, um, letting God down. So you're in the Navy, but now you're on, you're in a fighter. You said it was, oh, was an F-18 fighter F-18 squadron. F-18 fighter squadron. How did, you know, I, I understand what was your job? Um, I worked, uh, in a, uh, segment called ECAMS or they've changed it now, SAME. And, uh, basically it's a, uh, kind of high-tech version of logs and records and so you basically um we would take the black box off the jet and they would bring it to my office and so I sat in there by myself a lot Um, but then I had another job within the squadron where I sat in a room full of our leaders so maintenance officer uh, squadron senior chief and squadron um, assistant maintenance officer and so uh, being around those leaders gave me an opportunity to share um not directly share, like I never sat down with them and said, hey, let me tell you about the love of Jesus. But I had an opportunity to live it out in my life every day. And, um, and they saw that. Uh, I had, there are many, many times where um, you just have to be nimble. I believe that you have to be a little nimble with um, hearing the Spirit and just answering the, uh, the call to, do I go direct or do I listen and love? And so sometimes it's direct and sometimes it's listening and loving. And so I got to do a little bit of both in this water, which was really cool. So you said you were running a Bible study yeah. at the base and you're, I mean, you're influencing people there. How did all of that move to this whole physical fitness thing? What were you doing within the Navy that, I mean, I know you said you already love to do all the other stuff except for swim when you got in there. How did God use that, your love for physical fitness within the Navy? Well, um, after losing my position as a rescue swimmer, I was really sad and I got a little fat and, um, I got a little, uh, just depressed. And, uh, I was just finishing a quiet time one morning. I was sitting in front of my mirror getting ready for work. And I remember looking up at myself and going, this is not where God wants you to go. It's wrong for you not to take care of your body, Brandy. And uh, I felt convicted 
about it. And I knew that God didn't want me to be a size one, maybe, but he wanted me to try to take care of myself. I'm called to do that. And so, um, I started losing a lot of weight. Uh, I didn't know a lot at the time, uh, but I knew you couldn't drink wild cherry Pepsi and eat Snickers and lose weight. And so um, I did the basics. <laughs> hide you know, the Mountain Dew. You had to hide, hide out the, the wild cherries. Hide the Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. um, so I knew it's that I, I couldn't have the crazy stuff. And so I just made simple, basic changes. And that's hysterical. There's actually a four pack going up <laughs> over the table right now. Um, I knew that I couldn't, and there's no judgment with that, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. I didn't feel judged at all. (laughs) Um, It's all self-inflicted. I knew that I couldn't eat poorly and not move, you know, like in an organized fashion and lose weight and feel my best. And so um, I just started making the small changes, and I still ate at the galley every day and, and all that, and I went walking at night until I was comfortable enough to run for distance. And so I started doing that and just self-teaching. And I lost a lot of weight and uh, somewhat my uh, lead patty officer in the squadron noticed that I was losing a lot of weight. And he just said, he was going, Binkley, what are you doing? You got to, you need to help us. Like all of our sailors need to lose some weight, you know? And so I started um, leading PT in the squadron and I realized that God was using me there Mm -hmm. to lead the group of people to help them feel better. And so as there's so much emotional connection between physical fitness and our spirit Mm -hmm. that um, people are completely unaware of. And so um, I feel like God gave me an extra level of emotional intelligence when I was doing that because it allowed me to see people where they were and understand that this is a struggle for every human, whether they're super fit or they're super out of shape and um, that I could use it as an, as a, a way to love them. I just, I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, God's using all of the things that you were naturally good at Mm -hmm. and the experiences he's taken you through to touch the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. And we're talking today with Brandy Binkley. She has got a website. I'd love you to check out getphysiofit.com, getphysiofit.com. Make sure you check her out. And, and, And you've, so you've, how did you get from, how many years did you do in the Navy? Five years. Five years in the mm-hmm. Navy. Okay. And then, I mean, was there more armed service uh, services after that? Or, I mean, you, I mean, what, talk, talk us no, through your I, story. I, I mean, left, how did you get to PhysioFit? I left the Navy, uh, finished my five years, and went back to school and finished undergrad. And then I uh, started doing a little market research in Louisiana and realized that that was not the place for me to start a business. I mm-hmm. wanted to do personal training. And I had done a little bit of it while I was an undergrad, um, but I wanted to do this full time. And so um, I had a, a mentor who part of the way through college said, she's the one who told me to start personal training. She said, you're really good with people and you need to um, use your gifts to help people feel better. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started doing that. And um, again, I realized that in undergrad, I was not going to be able to open a business in Louisiana. Uh, the people are wonderful. They just don't spend money on things like that. So um did some market research on Nashville, which is home for me, and um, the market looked amazing, and I moved back here, started training. I had five five sessions my first week, and um, quickly filled up within four months. I was booked, and I kept a waiting list for about four years, and I realized um, that God was wanting me to do more. 
Um, I went to the owner of the gym that I was working at here and I said, Hey, listen, I want to grow. Um, I'm giving clients away all the time. I'm not benefiting from it. They're not necessarily benefiting from not, you know, getting exactly what they're wanting. And so how can we partner? And he said, there's no way we can partner. I want to do this still on my own. And I said, okay, um, God, I, I guess you want me to do something outside of this. And so start my own business. And so I saved for a long time and I toiled a little bit and, uh, I've committed to never using their names, but there was a family who kept coming to me and saying, um, Brandy, we want to help you start your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to get choked up talking about it. But um, they said, God has given us a lot. And we believe it's our responsibility to help people start their dreams, especially when they want to honor the kingdom. And so I kept saying, well, thank you. I was really proud, like proud and prideful. And I was like, thank you. That's so nice. I, you know, could never do that, but thank you. It's so kind of you. Da, da, da. That went on for about eight to 10 months. And then, uh, Christmas came around and, uh, she, the, the mom and wife of the family that I trained came in and she, uh, left a card for me and a, a Christmas gift. And our clients always give us the nicest gifts. And, um, and she said, uh, Brandy, uh, we love you and we believe in what you do and you've helped change our family. So uh, just know that anything we ever do for you comes with no strings attached. And so uh, I waited until everybody left the gym that night. I sat down and I opened the card. It was Christmas Eve, by the way. No one else was in there and I was shutting somebody else's business down. And when we come back, you'll find out what was in the envelope. (laughs) You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we broadcast from... That's right, Jim. We are in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're right here at Lipscomb University. And you can find them online, lipscomb.edu forward slash business. That's the Center for Business as Mission. And this is made partner with a synerg- made possible with a partnership, a synergistic partnership with C12musiccity.com. These C12 guys right here in Nashville, Tennessee, Dewey Green, Dwayne Murray, and Trent Messick. These guys have worked really hard to put together some phenomenal interviews, some people that you guys need to hear their stories of how God is working in their lives. Dewey Green, it's always fun. You guys have done such a great job this week of putting together interviews. Just talk to me really quick. C12, what is it? Uh, Jim, it's, it, it's, 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 C12 is really a platform. It is a platform where business owners who are fierce about running their business, who have an equal desire to live their faith out in the workplace, get to sit shoulder to shoulder, um, breathe into each other's life, learn from each other, Move forward, living out their faith in the workplace. Hmm. All right. So you've chosen Brandy Binkley to be here today. You are the one that arranged it. Tell us, why don't you just, just introduce Brandy again to those people that maybe just tuning in at the bottom of the half hour. Tell them who Brandy is. Uh, Jim, Brandy Binkley joins us this afternoon. Uh, above all else, she is my sister in Christ more than anything else. More than anything else, my sister in Christ. Uh, a woman who... Uh, uh, allows Jesus to breathe in and through her, pour her, pour Himself out through her into everybody she touches. But she is just as fierce about the business she runs, seeking to honor God in that business. Hmm. Brandy Binkley, welcome back to I Work for Him. Thanks for having me. Right before the break, you were telling the story of how this one of your customers, one of the people that you were training, had approached you multiple times about helping support you running, jumping out on your own your own business and they'd offered you money, some seed money to get started. And you had told them, no, 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 no. And on Christmas Eve, she gives you an envelope. Yes. She gives me an envelope. It's uh, Christmas Eve. I'd worked probably 14 sessions that day, uh, closing down somebody else's gym. 
who doesn't necessarily have a relationship with God and uh, uh, sat down and opened the envelope and there were two checks in it uh, for $12,500 each. So $25,000 and a note that said, we love you and uh, we believe God has given you incredible gifts that you are to share with others. This comes with no strings attached. Let us know what else you need. And uh, I just fell on my knees and I said, okay, Lord, like, I can't run from you anymore. You've, <laughs> it's like, you know, the story of when people, you know, God sends the boat and he sends the helicopter to, to rescue yeah. you from the flood and, and everybody's like, no, 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 wait, no, God. And I kind of felt like that's where I was and God was going just, okay, here's a wall. I'm the wall and you're going to run into me. So you got to listen. And so I did. And that was uh, six years ago. And uh, PhysioFit has, has served... Um, uh, now we're on to thousands of people. Uh, I get to hear, you know, daily, weekly of how, uh, you know, you've saved my marriage. This place helping me feel better about myself has saved my relationship. It's uh, helped my children. Um, I believe Dewey shared with you earlier how much he has uh, loved seeing his wife get well and uh, through coming to the studio. So God's really just provided a space for us to work. It's his place. It's not mine. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm grateful to have had that opportunity. Okay. But you were trained in the Navy. You were trained for physical fitness. Who taught you how to run a business? God. I mean, you got 25 grand to start a business <laughs> up. Well, why the two checks? Did they explain why the two checks? Well, I, th- I think that, uh, I believe it's a tax legal thing. So it wasn't like one for this and no. one for that. Okay. All right. So, and literally they never asked me about it again. They just said, I, do I, what I, you believe is, is right. I imagine, I yeah. imagine, and you didn't go to like Puerto Rico on vacation or anything no, no, like no. that. Yeah. No. All right. So, talk to us about PhysioFit. Where did this? I mean, you already knew that you had a gift mm-hmm. to train people. You've been seeing it. You've been you were making somebody else a lot of money doing it. What is your heart and your passion behind PhysioFit? To lead other coaches to create impact uh, with their people. Um, the industry as a whole, many people don't know this, but it's really the Wild West. The fitness industry is the Wild West. No offense, Jim, but you can get trained to be a tra- you can get certified to be a trainer tomorrow. And I know that God wants us to set a standard in the industry, and I'm going to do that with PhysioFit. So that's the reason the name is Physiologically Based Fitness. You know, I'm just trying to figure out. No offense, Jim, you could be trained tomorrow to be a, a physical trainer. <laughs> she said that to me. She's have... looking at my four pack of Mountain Dew sitting here, and apparently I look like a guy not likely to be a physical trainer. <laughs> Wow. Basically, your I gifts are in radio. Wait, what was it? Sorry, you're, 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 you turn your microphone off. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Yeah, your gifts are in radio, you know, and so basically I think, I believe that God has put us here to create create impact in the lives of the people we touch, uh, which creates a butterfly effect mm-hmm. into their families and their communities and, uh, and love them the whole way through it and help them understand that exercise is not about being ripped or looking a certain way. It's about taking care of your body and your temple. And uh, it's the one gift. We always tell our clients this. This is the one gift that you've been given, that you've been trusted with more than anything else that you control. It's the only gift that God's given us that we fully control, mm-hmm. if you think about it. And it's our responsibility to steward it well. And so that's what we want to do with PhysioFit. Um, we have our team, you know, of trainers are all master degree exercise physiologists. They're uh, uh, really smart people. And, but most of all, they're sincere, loving people. Hmm. So talk to us about, uh, so PhysioFit's been around for how many years now? Six years now. Six years. Physiofit. Get PhysioFit.com. Get PhysioFit.com. 
your business as you play it out how does your faith get played out in you said you have people make comments that you're saving marriages things like that how does your faith play out in the day-to-day as you run get physiofit i wouldn't be able to love the people like i do if it weren't for jesus there's no way i could share the love that i share with these people if it wasn't for god it's just not possible i've seen people try and that's the big gap that's being that's missed you know um and so it's easy to have that conversation when people say, gosh, Brandy, why are you so happy? You know, why are you uh, working so hard? Why are you here all the time? What, what gets you going? And then I get to tell them about my love for God and that I believe that it's our job uh, to do the right thing and to take care of them and teach them how to take care of their bodies. How have you made sure that the Lord has been at the center of everything you're doing in your business? I mean, how have you grown physio, getphysiofit.com, how have you grown physiofit to be a kingdom company. What's enabled you to do that? Number one, my quiet times with God every morning. I, I, I will say in the last four years, I remember four years ago, about this late fall, God calling me to just be diligent and disciplined and get up and spend time with him every single day. And, um, and then God led, led me to C12. I had been in a fitness, uh, a fitness business mastermind, but they don't really touch on business. It's more industry stuff and it's good. Great people. I still belong to it, but, um, I got introduced to Dewey, uh, through another lady that I was on a business board with. Uh, and she said, you got to meet this guy and her term in, uh, C12 was short lived, I believe, but I do believe that God led her there to lead me to Dewey. Um, since being in C12, our business has, uh, we've grown 41% a year. Annually for two, two Annually straight for years. Annually for two straight years. Wow. Um, so I do believe that, uh, and the other reason for C, for me wanting to join C12 was not just the business growth, but to keep me centered on Christ. Um, to be quite honest, it doesn't matter if Christ isn't there. It's just a gym. It's just, it's just a gym with memberships. And uh, I don't want it to be that. I don't think that God called us for that. I think he called us to create impact in people's lives. Um, so when you move, something happens that you don't get in any other industry. You can talk to a thousand other business owners, Jim, and none of them can say that when people come in my walls, when they come into my brick and mortar, I am able to, through movement, open them up emotionally. People don't know that happens when they exercise, but that's the reason most people don't exercise is because it's scary. Hmm. It's not physically scary. It's emotionally and spiritually scheduled or scary because when you open up, you got to deal with stuff. That's when you realize something's missing. Hmm. And so that's why people I think are primed when they come in, we get them moving and then you just love the heck out of them. And, uh, I think that's a pretty easy way to share Jesus, you know, to share that love with people. It's a pretty easy way. Um, and, and God's allowing me to do that through physio fit through uh, having my relationship with C12 and having my brothers on the board. It's amazing to have that resource. Um, and then with the military stuff, too. I'm working with the military again, and uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's a, it's going to be an incredible adventure, and I do believe that God wants me sharing that love and sharing a different level of joy and, underst- of joy and understanding life and purpose than people are usually uh, – than people are usually – um, come into contact with. So you get to go back to where you were before and keep doing it again? Not to where I was before. I'll be with the Army 
uh, this time, uh, Army and Air Force for the most part. Uh, but they've asked me to be the head coach for a program called Boss Strong. And so I get to lead other coaches as we lead team of soldiers uh, to teach them how to train and get ready for combat. Hmm. Wow. There's an effort. All right. So talk to them about the impact of C-12. You've been in C-12 for a couple of years now then? Mm-hmm. A year and a half. All right, so how how has it impacted you as a business owner and leader? It's really allowed me to see outside of the day-to-day stuff, um, allowed me to keep a center of focus uh, on what we need to do, and it's great accountability. Uh, it's fantastic accountability uh, from stewardship to leadership, uh, taking care of our teams. Uh, I remember it, I said something to a employee I just hired. Uh, she's been with us now for eight weeks. And I said something to her that I realized I probably wouldn't have said before C12, not intentionally. I just, it didn't, it wasn't top of mind. And she started crying. Uh, I said to her, she was my last, uh, I was the last interview, of course, for her to get the job. And I said to her, I said, are you, you know, are you married? Um, What's your family situation? And she said, well, I'm engaged. And I said, okay. I said, well, I want you to know that uh, if there's ever anything that you need time for, your marriage is number one to me. I mean, I want you to be here, but your marriage matters more to me than your job here. So if that is something that's ever that you need help around or you guys that want some premarital counseling or anything like that, please let me know. Um, your family matters first. And she started crying. And uh, she said, I just have never heard that before. And, um, and I said, well, it matters. You know, to the kingdom, it matters. And uh, she said, she came back later uh, and said, I told my parents that my new boss loves Jesus. And my mom just started crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kind of stuff, you know, I might not have thought about before. Uh, I might have gone through the motions of do they fit our culture? Do they have the credentials? Mm-hmm. You know, yada, yada. But um, really, her loving God is massive impact, right? And that's what I'm supposed to fill that space with. Mm-hmm. Brandy, I want to ask you a question. And, a, and a, you know, there's here's a question. I try to ask this of every C12 member. As part of being a C12 member, every month you have to give up a day out of the office to be in a C12 group. And you got to pay to do it. So you're totally disconnected for an entire day. How hard is that? You're supposed to answer now. Uh, because I'm going, it's not hard. It's my favorite day of the month. It's my absolute favorite day of the month. The night before, I get all excited. I look over the materials before we go. And I love seeing my C12 brothers in there. And I love being challenged. I love walking away and having great tools to help my staff with. And uh, great tools to grow my company. And I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite day of the month. Wow. Mm. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, that's, that's fantastic. Dewey, you've worked really hard to provide a phenomenal list of guests. And before I ask Brandy the really powerful question that you want me to ask her, there's a lot of room across this country for more C12 leaders. There's a desperate need for men and women of wisdom to invest, certainly business wisdom, to invest their lives in other business people, Christ-following business people across the nation. Who would make a great C12 leader? Jim, I said earlier, it's, it is the greatest joy I've ever known. Uh, there are three things that I would mention quickly. One is you do need broad, diverse business background so that though I've never run a, an organization like Brandy's, have enough business history that I can sit down with mm-hmm. Brandy across the table and talk business with her. The second thing is 
you really need to have experienced a lot of life. As I'm sure Brandy's going to share in a few minutes, walking with uh, with uh, Callie. We talked yesterday in our one-on-one about navigating the life of a teenage daughter. I've been down that road. We we we, we have we have bruises and scars from all of that. So that life experience helps tremendously as a C12 chair. And the last thing I would say quickly is you need to have come to the end of yourself. Because in my life, it was coming to the end of myself where I found the heart of God. So um, greatest joy that I would not have the full experience if I had not come to the end of myself and learned mm-hmm. to truly trust in and walk with God. C12group.com, C12group.com. Click on the chair, becoming a chair. Uh, that was the tab. I'm not looking at it right now. But if you look up the chair position, you can find out what does it mean to be a C12 chair. There are opportunities around the country, amazing opportunities. Okay, Brandy, do we want to even make sure we talked about family? Why? Oh, probably because I've bitten off quite a bit in the last uh, year. I met a wonderful human three years ago. A human? Uh, a wonderful human, my husband now. Um, he uh, was a single dad and really uh, just, you know, I don't know what it's like for a single parent. I grew up with a single mom, and she looked like she could hardly breathe most of the time, so I can only imagine how he felt. But um, And now I've taken on his lovely two children as, as my own, and um, that is, uh, it was, I was called to do that. Uh, my selfish nature would have said no, um, but God kept telling me yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're to build a sanctuary in your home for these children. They need a safe, peaceful place to go. And so um, I said yes to that. And um, I think that's the beauty and the the soul and the heart of a relationship with God is that oftentimes we all want to just know what our purpose is supposed to be what's my purpose and it really when you take a second to look out and go god what's your purpose for me um then you hear him speak then you know where to plow um and without that you can't know you're going it's just like tumbleweeds you know you just over and over and over just uh i hear people say oftentimes they feel like they're you know um living in a circle or like on the, on the wheel, you know, on the, the, hamster the wheel. their hamster wheel. And, um, God called me to this and I, every day, um, see another reason why. And it's, uh, it's because he wanted me to stay so deeply connected to him and to help other, uh, humans, little people, um, live in a house, uh, with an example of, of God's love and of his forgiveness of his unconditional mercy and grace. And I think as, as people, that's the hardest part for us is to be mm-hmm. unconditional with others, right? Because we're in this pursuit of holiness, but we're in a pursuit. It's not we wake up and we're merciful and we're grace, you know, we give grace. All <laughs> yes. It doesn't happen like yes, that, Martha right? knows that I don't work. We have to, we have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're running a business. You're now a mom. And a stepmom, which is uh, the a step up exponentially from being a mom. And a wife. And a wife. And a wife. <laughs> so on all those things all at the same time, how are you protecting your marriage, first and foremost, over being a stepmom? How are you protecting your marriage from your business? Because physical fitness 
that's a night kind of thing. I mean, because people are doing classes, they're doing that stuff at night. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, that's fortunately, not... I met Matthew after I had gotten to a point where I could put someone else in control of okay. that. <laughs> but now I do have a, a duty to make sure that my team has appropriate time off, right? right. And to, to nourish their marriages and, and their families. So it's, a, um, it's an ebb and flow, and we have really uh, creative work schedules. Um, but Matthew also, being a single dad for so long, he has... I mean, he is on it. He has got it. And so my husband usually has dinner ready when I get home, um, has fed the kids, they're showered, they are ready to go. And so we have family time together. Um, that's if I have a late night. And, and then we will try to trade off sometimes if he has a work dinner or something, then I will I will pick up the slack. Um, but they're... It's just, it's been, it's, I was terrified at first. I mean, I was terrified mm-hmm. digging my heels in like, Lord, I just don't know about this. I don't, what? You want me to do what? Love other, other people's kids? This is crazy. And so um, he said, yes, do this. And he's made it a lot easier than I, I mean, a, the schedules are a lot easier than I thought they would be. Um, the integration of family is difficult. Um, I remember something and I repeated it to you yesterday, Dewey, that you said to me, uh, he said, Brandy, before we got married, now Dewey married my husband and I, uh, mm-hmm. but before we got married, he said, you are choosing the most difficult path. You need to know you're choosing the most difficult path, but it's also the most rewarding. And I know that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. Amen. Look at my life so far. By all intents and purposes, I was, I was, I would have been judged to be the kid who would grow up and live in a literally live in destitution with four kids and be an alcoholic. That's not far from what I came from, but that was not God's plan for me. And I know that God's plan for me is not to live in a home where kids don't feel loved and not to run a business where people don't feel loved and where clients don't feel loved. That is my job. I'm supposed to do those things. And that means I have to step up a lot and be a leader. Let's do it. Like, I'm, let's do it. We, we can make that happen. I mean, I think that's what he's called me to do in this family. We're running out of time, but I want to ask you this question. You run a physical fitness business where you're encouraging people to really take care of the temple that they've been given. Mm-hmm. Just describe one miracle you've seen God work in somebody's heart here over the, over the years of physiofit.com. Just pick one. Oh, one miracle. One? Um, a lady come in, uh, not a Christian. Uh, she trained with us for about five years. And, uh, no, I'm sorry. She was with us for nine years when this happened. Her, uh, I trained her daughter also. It's going to choke me up again. Uh, her daughter was um, five years younger than me at the time and I uh, saw these women three days a week mother and daughter for years the short of it is the daughter came in one day and I looked at her and I said something's wrong with your neck like I believe God allowed me to see this and I said mm-hmm. something's uh what's going on up here in your decollete and she was just I don't know it feels tender and I said well you go get that checked out and she said no and I said you're going to get it checked out or I'm not seeing you next week hmm. She went to get it checked out. That's where the military came in. Yeah, it is. Uh, she went to get it checked out, and uh, and it was cancer. She was only 30, and she had a, a 10-month-old. And um, she ended up dying two weeks later and leaving behind, leaving behind her little boy. But a year before she got pregnant, 
she told me, she said, Brandy, you went to that Honduras trip. You remember that Honduras trip you did? And I said, yeah. And she said, I think God wants me to go to Haiti. And I, it's the first time I ever heard her mention God. And I said, uh, and she'd asked me questions and stuff. And so I said, yeah, I said, well, you should go. And so she developed her relationship with the Lord uh, within the year before she died. Oh, and then man. I was able to share Jesus with her mom the week after she passed. Oh, man. That's a miracle. Yeah. That's a perfect way to end this story. Brandy <laughs> Binkley with GetPhysioFit.com. Thanks for being an eye work for Thanks, Thanks for, for sharing your me. story. It was, yeah. it was such a privilege. Dewey Green, out of the charts, uh, out of the park. Oh. Way to go. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for doing this today, Dewey. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Martha. Check out Dewey online, C12MusicCity.com, C12MusicCity.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.